Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Stevie B's Beat Production presents the Gospel Light Radio Show with your host, Stevie R. Butler, with my co-host, Steve Corder from the state of Illinois, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is dedicated to spreading the truth of God's word, rightly dividing the word of truth. Feel free to give us a call at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts on this broadcast, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can give me a call at my business line, Steve B's Media Production Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now again, this show is brought to you by loving and faithful members of the Churches of Christ around the world. If you need any uh, a location to a local congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and follow along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I'd ask you to bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we will be my co-host on the show this evening, Clay Phillips, as he breaks unto our listeners the word of life. Father, we pray that you would be with our listeners who are tuning in this broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do 
to be saved. Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, now we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful unto death, Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the program on this evening. We're just going to have one speaker on the broadcast tonight, and that'll be our co-host, Clay Phillips. And he'll be breaking, uh, he's from the Rose City Church of Christ there in Thomasville, Georgia. He'll be uh, breaking his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. So open up your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next one should be that of my co-host, Clay Phillips. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. That gospel. 
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host Clay Phillips and his subject, the true worshiper. Good evening again. I want to thank Brother Steve B for allowing me to be able to participate in this evening. Rock Talk Radio Show, and we're so glad that you tune in with us, um, those that have tuned in with us. Uh, we're so grateful to be a part of the show. Uh, Steve said I have plenty of time, so I'm going to uh, take my time preacher. Now, my subject this evening is the true worshiper, the true Worshiper, I think that all of us ought to be mindful and to make sure that we make our calling and election sure, that we don't take it for granted that we know the Lord. It should behoove us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I want to uh, call your attention to our text on this evening, John chapter 4. Turn with me now to John chapter 4, and I want to commence reading at verse 16. John chapter 4, I want to commence reading at verse 16 and terminate at verse 26. That's John chapter 4. Verse 16 through verse 26. And we find these words written. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have. No husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thine husband. In that saith thou truth. Then the woman said in verse number 19, the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain. And you say that Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem 
worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. For the hour cometh and nigh is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will teach and he will tell us all things. Oh, my goodness. Jesus said unto her, I that speaketh unto thee am he. Thus is the reading of our scripture. And once again, I want to look at verse 23 for our subject. But thou cometh and naive when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For God, Father, seeketh such to worship him. The true worshiper. The true worshiper. I'm glad tonight that I have a little bit more time to help us understand because I believe that uh, everyone needs to understand that worshiping God is a testimony of your belief. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 27, forsaken not. And the word, the terminology of forsaking not is not begging not to forsake it. It's saying that if you have Christ's spirit in you, you won't forsake it. Understand that. Forsaking not. In other words, there's nobody that is going to stop you from serving the Lord. Forsaking not the assembly of yourselves together as a matter of some ill. Why? Because they don't have the Lord in them. They are not true worshipers. Now, Christ's discourse with the Samaritan woman is one of the most humbling experience and reading that we ought to have when we think about this Samaritan woman that the Jews despise. They would even go through. Jesus said on one occasion, uh, I must go through Samaria because uh, there were some good folk. There's some folk that need to be saved. You remember, Jesus said, talked about the good Samaritan. So here we find the discourse. And the word discourse here simply means the communication that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman. This communication is and can be, and what we're going to do is reduce it to four headings. Uh, when you have, when you're setting up your homiletics, there are targets of the scripture. Now, the target of the text, I want to give the four targets of the text. And then at the end, we're going to give some homiletics, okay? There are four targets. Now, what I, when you write the homiletics or writing your message or studying the text, you need to look and find 
the target of the text. What are they trying to teach us? It's it telling us to be mindful of our worship. Now, when we look at the targets, do that in capital letters, capital A, capital B, capital C, and capital D on tonight. Now, let's I'm gonna give you the targets. Uh, now, the first target is found in verse 7, 7 through 15. And this target of the text uh, is the discussion or the discourse of water. <laughs> uh, Jesus started out uh, with water in the discourse, verse number 7 through verse 15. So we're, we're going to look at that, if you will. Then the, the second target or discourse communication with the woman is found in verse 16 and verse 18. And this is the discussion about her husband, her husband. And then the second target of the text deal with the discourse or communication of the place of worship, the place of worship, verse 19 and verse 20. And then uh, Jesus addresses the uh, communication with uh they talked about the Messiah. So we look at the discourse of the Messiah of the text. So we have four targets of the text. Now keep in mind, keep in mind when we studied this text, this is the revelation opening up. Uh, this is uh, the uh, this is a what they call enigmatic text. Now enigmatic simply means difficult to interpret or understand. In other words, this is a mystery. And we must understand that uh, Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the mystery of God. Uh, that which have been predestined. Let, let me show it to you. Turn to uh, Colossians. Turn your Bible now. Everybody turn now with me to Colossians. The chapter is 1. Colossians chapter 1. And I want to, if you will, I want to look at verse Number, let's look at verse number 25. Everybody turn to Colossians chapter 1, and the verse is number 25. Amen. Take your time preaching. Thank you very much. Colossians chapter 1, and the verse is 25. And we find these words written Where are I am? Now, Paul is writing to the church at Colossians, and he says, and he writes to them, and he, informing them about the mystery of, of, of God, that, that which was in a manic. He says, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God to give that was given to me <laughs> for you to fulfill the word of God. So when we look now at the text, it's talking about that the hidden truths are the secrets of God. Oh, so Paul is saying that God called me to preach to you about those things that are, are enomatic, those things that are difficult to interpret, difficult to understand, uh, because I want you to know that uh, there are some things that are enigmatic. Then he goes on and says, he says, 
my responsibility to preach to you about those things. Then say in verse 26, he says, even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest ooh, to his saints. <laughs> See, God loves us, y'all. I'm telling you that. God loves us, his saints. Because he said, I, I'm let some things be known to you that the world don't even know. In verse 27, it says, to whom God would make known what is the richest of his glory, of this mystery amongst the Gentiles, even the Gentiles, <laughs> which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, now he's Paul saying, I want the, the church to understand that God, to whom God would have made known in the riches of the glory of his mystery amongst the Gentiles, even the Gentiles, he made it known. So that's, the, that's why Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God on the salvation. Woo! <laughs> Not ashamed of it. Why? Because it is the power of God on the salvation to the Jew first, then to the Gentile or the Greek. So here Paul addresses that. He said, because uh, even the Gentile, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Notice in verse 28, whom we preach, warning every man <laughs> and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man, the word perfect there means complete, in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his work, which worketh in me mightily. This is, this is a mighty work. So, so we, to, to really truly understand you, we must understand that this is a powerful work. We must understand that why the enomaticness of it is it's so powerful that God kept it a secret. Uh, let, let, let's turn to First Peter, turn to First Peter chapter one, First Peter chapter one and verse ten. First Peter chapter one and verse ten. I want to keep you in memory of this. Keep in mind that this is a mystery. Uh, the, the true worshipers uh, understand because the woman, Samaritan woman, had in a, a conversation, communicated with the Messiah. Now let's go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 and the verse 10, 11, and 12. The Bible says, of which salvation, <laughs> look at it, of which salvation, I'm here Peter says, addressing, of which salvation the prophets having inquired and searched diligently. Even the prophets didn't understand what was, they were talking about. All through the Bible, from Genesis to Malachi, they didn't understand what this mystery was, this enomaticness uh, of God was. It says, of which salvation the prophets having inquired Search diligently who prophesied 
of the grace that should come unto you. They even prophesied. You remember Isaiah said in Isaiah 53, who shall believe our report? Because see, we, 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 we don't understand this thing. We don't understand this. Who shall believe our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For it shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a God ground and have no form or come. Who's going to believe this? You remember in Acts chapter 8, the Bible says that Philip got the vision to go and join himself to the chariot. Man, a eunuch. He was reading Isaiah the prophet, or Isaiah, and he didn't understand what was going on. It was so idiomatic. It was so perplexing that he didn't understand. And he began to read in the same scripture and began to teach unto him Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, help us up in here. And the Bible said when he finished, he, he says, who is this talking about? He's talking about himself or some other man. Wow. And then when he got the true understanding, then he was baptized. Now back to First Peter chapter 1 and verse 11. He says, searching. That is what those, the prophets, all through the Old Testament, searching what, of what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. Now, the word signify here means uh, indicate. They had something on the inside of them. That's what uh, Paul said in Romans chapter 1, that God has given us something on the inside of us to know that there is a God somewhere. Let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. It says, signified when it testified aforetime or aforehead, or beforehand, or before or predestined. It says, the suffering Christ and the glory that shall follow unto whom it was revealed. Hello? It was what? It was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us. They did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you. Now, now, watch this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Which the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. You remember Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was for to come? <laughs> they were all one according to one place. Now, you remember in Acts chapter 1, there, are you going to restore the kingdom of heaven now? When are you going to do it? When, when are we going to understand the true worshiper? He said, shut up, be quiet. It's not for you know the time or the season the Father has put his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. Woo! <laughs> Look at it. And, and so here we find, and, and Peter is reminiscing about that. Because you know, Peter was there. He was there when they uh, uh, had it. Uh, 11 instead of 12, and they had uh, so lots because Judas had betrayed Christ, and they got uh, testified. And they got another one. And then, and then when the day of Pentecost, 14 days later, when the day of Pentecost was for the come, notice now, it says, the Spirit uh, sent down from heaven, which thieves the angels. Now, now this, this is heavy. This is deep. The angels desired to look into. Even the angels wanted to know, God, what in the world are you doing? What's happening here? The Bible says in, in uh, the book of Psalms, you remember, it says, what is man 
that you are so mindful of him? Why are you so concerned about man? Why are you you made him a little lower than us, angels? Why are you so concerned about him? Because now I know. If they didn't know it, then they know now. Because you, uh, we are created. We're created in the image of God. We are his children. And so now, uh, let us look now at our text. Let's turn now to uh, John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And let us look at the first uh, target of the text. John chapter 4 and verse number 7. John chapter 4 and the verse number 7. Now understand this. Now, the target of the text. Now, the, the discourse of John chapter 4, verse 1 through verse 15, give us a circumstance that is encouraging. What, what is this, this circumstance that is encouraging? It is encouraging to know that uh, the divine providence of God work in our lives. <laughs> if, if, if you really, 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 really want to know the truth, really want to know the word of God, God will make a way. You listen to me tonight is not accidental. It's because God said you need to hear my preacher, the man of God, that is going to talk about true the true worshipers. This is not this is this is a divine providence. We it was predestined in the mind of God before the world was created. And so here we find that the, the discourse here was that man got to have something made. So, so it started out in John chapter 4, verse 7, save some time. It says, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. <laughs> Ooh, look, at, look, at this. look how Jesus addresses this. Give me to drink. For his disciples was gone away unto the city to buy meat. So this is not, this is God moving. This is the providence of God. Uh, because he knew that the disciples, uh, they had already been doctrinated with uh, the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees and, and the scribes and, and, and everybody else false teachers. Because you remember when Jesus uh, took them uh, through Samaria, the Bible says, that um, Caesarea, you remember in, in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus came to coast of Caesarea Philippi. He, now, if you study the text, he, he came to Caesarea. The Bible is talking about, and the text is talking about that uh, they came and saw all the monuments and the altars. And so that's why, and they're looking in, in, in awe. And, and Jesus said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What are they saying about me? Who do men say, I, the son of man, am? Some said, I, John the Baptist, some Jeremiah, some Elijah, some one of the prophets, and, uh, and some of you know. Peter said, Thou the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Peter, now you didn't know that. You didn't know that. <laughs> My father revealed it unto thee. So here we find the woman at the well, and, and, and listen now. She's at the well. Let me kind of kind of paraphrase. She's at the well, and she's there in the heat of the day because of a theologian said because of a lifestyle. We don't know, but because of a lifestyle, she's been married a couple times. But here Jesus showed her mercy, 
and, and she said unto him, uh, verse number nine, then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, asked to drink me, which am a Samaritan, for the Jews have no dealings <laughs> with the Samaritan. Jesus answered said unto her, If thou knoweth the gift of God, <laughs> they didn't know. She didn't know the gift of God. Even to this day, there are people that don't know the gift of God. The gift of God. In other words, Jesus said, If you know that I am the gift of God, she said, if you know that, the mystery. So he said, said now, 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 what I love about this, let me, let me tell you what I love about this, is Jesus um, opened up his heart and made a statement to a Samaritan woman that was more than just thirsty for H2O, but she was thirsty for the Lord. She had five husbands. I, 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 I don't want, back in those days, women didn't stand a chance. Men got rid of the woman. Uh, and she had gone through some stuff and was in the heat of the day, and, and there she was. And here, Jesus talking to her. And he said, if you had known the gift of God and who it is that said to thee, give me drink. Thou would have asked of him, and he would have given you the living water. And so she didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. She thought he was talking about physical water. Now, now Isaiah gave a prophecy about this. Let, let's go. Let's look at Isaiah. Everybody, now turn the Bible to Isaiah. Uh, I, I just love Isaiah prophesied in the, uh, about this. Isaiah fifty-five. Everybody, turn the Bible to Isaiah fifty-five. Now, I'm going to read verse 8 and 9, and I'm going to back up to verse number 1, okay? Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, tell us, that, first of all, we need to understand that we don't understand. We need to understand that we don't understand, okay? So here, uh, Isaiah, uh, God is telling Isaiah in verse 8 and 9, then we're going to back up. Verse 8 and 9, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways, my ways, said the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So you need to get that together. You need to understand that. You, you don't, we don't supposed to understand everything. That's what Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 2. He said, he talked about love and how love, uh, uh, how about knowledge and knowledge perfect up and love edifies. And he said, none of us know as we ought to know. We don't know how we ought to know. So here, he, he addresses the water. And then notice now in Isaiah 55, uh, call somebody and say, listen, listen. Uh, you need to listen to Brother Phillips. You need to hear this. You don't need to miss this. Okay? He says, Isaiah right here, he says, oh, everyone that thirsted. Oh, my goodness. Everyone that thirsted. Come ye to the waters, <laughs> and he that have no money. See, see, true worship is not, is not about this. The spiritual worship is free. 
Good God of mine, look at him. God, help me up in tonight. It says, he says, no money come ye and buy and eat. If you have no money, how you going to buy and eat? With your worship. With your true worship. Oh, my God, look at here. He says, yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. So it's it teaching us, it says, is anyone thirsty? And, and we, as the body of Christ, need to understand that people are thirsty. They want the word of God because God has placed something on the inside of them. And, and what God would do, he'll put us in positions and in places to reach those individuals that come to the way of. You know about Jacob. I ain't got time to talk about Jacob well and all that. But Jesus is, is telling us. He's saying, listen, there are people that are thirsty. And then verse number two says, wherefore, do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labors for that which satisfies not. <laughs> Labor for that which Satisfied not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness of the Spirit of God, of the Word of God. He said, Incline your ears and come unto me here, and your soul shall live, and I will liken. And I will make an everlasting, and this is what it says here, I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even, even the sure mercy of David. He says, you know what? This thing is so free. It's so, it is so uh, powerful that he says, even David, and all that he did, he mucked up, but he said, David murdered a man for his wife, and and they were thirsty for something. And you remember one day, David got so thirsty, one day well, told his soldiers to count everybody. <laughs> I want to know how many military men we got. And the Bible said that God put a curse on David. And, and, and everybody was, was going through some stuff. Amen? You remember that? Then the verse number 5 of Isaiah 55. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knoweth not, and the nation that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord. This is a Samaritan woman. This prophesy is prophesying about the Samaritan woman. Let's just go back to it then. Let's go back. Now, so now understand, so the first target of the text in, in uh, John chapter 4, the first target of the text is divine providence. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good. To them that love the Lord and call to his purpose. What we ought to start doing is seeking God's purpose in our lives. Okay. Now, the, 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 second, uh, the second bullet, the second, is found in verse 16 and 18. Now, turn John chapter 4. Verse 16 and 18. Let's see what it says there. Uh, 
the, the Bible says, Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said. I have no husband. <laughs> you, 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 you speak real good. You talk good. That's good. You, you don't have a so now so now why is Jesus addressing the husband? This is the get right. I like I like one author said this is the, the get right theology. <laughs> this is the get right theology. In other words, I want you to know now you can get right. Let me show it to you. Turn to Galatians. Galatians chapter three. Everybody turn to Galatians chapter three. Oh man. Galatians chapter 3, and the verse is number 19. This, this is where you can get right. Because you remember now, uh, we get to that. Let me jump ahead of myself. Galatians chapter 3, and verse number uh, 19. Wherefore, notice what it says. Wherefore, being served the law. What was the purpose of the law? Now, remember now, the Jews had the law. The Gentiles did not. So when Christ came, Christ abolished the law and made all one. So now all of us are going to become one. But he's going to teach us that in this in this uh, in these verses. Okay, it says, "Wherefore, what was the purpose of the law? It was added because of transgression. To the seed, now notice that till it is going to it's going to come and stay till." The seed should come to whom the promise was made. The law was never given to last forever. It says, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. They didn't even understand it, but they ordained it. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? (laughs) God forbid. For if there had been a law given, now listen to this, which was given, which could give life. Verily, righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded all on the sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given unto them that believe. But before faith came, we was kept under the law, shut up unto faith, which should after it be revealed. Hello? Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under the schoolmaster. For ye are all children of God by faith. Come on now. That's why Romans 1, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jews first. No, so, so this is it, what he's talking about right here. This is what Jesus is addressing to the woman. For as many as all have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Baptism puts you in Christ. You cannot deny. Baptism is a demonstration the word demonstration, the word demon, demon, uh, means to, to, to put forth a military effort. So God put forth a military effort. He, he, he could have, Jesus could have called out 
the angel from heaven to destroy a man if he wanted to. He did not have to die. Woo. But he said, stay your hand. Then verse 28 says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. For if ye be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. Now, there are some people that try to use this text to say this uh, remove the authority that women can preach. No, that's not what it's teaching. Don't, don't get it twisted here. It is not, it's not teaching that women can preach, that women have the authority. No, 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 no. That's not what it teaches. It's teaching that everybody has the privilege of being saved. There's, it's talking about salvation, but there's neither Jew nor Greek. But the, the, a Jew is still a Jew today. Hello? A Greek is still a Greek today. A leopard can't change his spots nor eat over his color. I'm still black. I can't change that. There's neither bond nor free. In other words, whether you're free or in bondage, you can be saved. There's neither male nor female. You can be saved. The female is still a female. A male is still a male. Are you listening to me? A female is still a female even today. A male is still a male. And what anybody says, female is a female, a male is a male today. For all, for you all one in Christ. In other words, it, it doesn't matter. We'll learn to love everybody, whatever they are. Teach them the word of God. The word of God has come to redeem all men. Okay, okay. Target uh, three. Let's go back to our text. Target three. The the discussion or the discourse of the place of worship. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, we get to the true worship part. All right. Then it says uh, in verse 19, The woman said unto him, Sir, of John chapter 4, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that Jerusalem is the place where we ought to be worshiping. Now, now what I want to say here is this, this, is, this is marvelous. I, I love the woman's attitude. It, it, see, it's not... Uh, Jesus said it's not that which go in a man that defiles a man. It's that will come out of a man that defiles a man. Just because people are struggling, going through issues in life doesn't mean that they don't have a good heart. And so here Jesus addresses that because the woman here had more respect than the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the other Sadducees of the woman. Because when you look at it, the woman spake uh, and she spoke, if you will, she spoke respectfully to Christ. She says, sir. Not only that, she acknowledged Christ's prophetic authority. She said, you, you, you've got to be a prophet. Not only that, she desired further instructions. The thing that was encouraging that, see, a true child of God, a person that seeking God, they want to know what is right and what is wrong. They want to know God's will. And then we come to the point where uh, the discussion or the discourse or the conversation start talking about the Messiah. Got down to verse 25. Then I'm going to back up. Verse 25. Notice in verse 25. It says, the woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh. She was not ignorant of the Mosaic law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They, they understood that. 
all religion comes from that. She was ignorant of that. Know what the Bible says now? The mother said unto her, said unto him, I know that Messiah coming, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Now, 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 <laughs> and what is interesting, what, is, what, is, what, I, what I love about this is that when you back up and, and, and read, the woman said in verse number 19, the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Now, you see what she said. She was honest. Honest. She said, Our fathers worship in this mount. And you say that Jerusalem is the place where we are to worship. Now, now, now let, me, let, me, let me stop here and, and, and bump us a little bit. The body of Christ. The, the body of Christ. The church of Christ. We, we got to be careful not to get caught up into uh, locations. Uh, too many preachers now are in the Bible. Uh, what do you name the church? Uh, right Street Church of Christ, or Power Street Church of Christ, or Old City Church of Christ. We, we move three times. And every time we move, we move for the direction of our church. That's why we say Road City, because we're in the city of Thomasville, which is called Road City. There's a, another church that already called Thomasville Church of Christ, so we couldn't, we couldn't take that. So the city is known as Road City, the Road City. Thomasville is known as the Road City. So we're in Thomasville. That's why we call ourselves Rose City Church of Christ. So we got people arguing about uh, why you call yourself Rose City Church of Christ. Really? You, you need to study the Bible. You, you, something where you're missing. You know what it says? And the woman said, our fathers worship in this mountain. Not church. <laughs> you say Jerusalem will pray on the word. Jerusalem church. Uh, so, so notice that where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, now, now, now I'm, I'm to my point. Brother Steve, now I'm at my point. What is true worship? Who are the true worshipers? I had to say all that to get to this. Now, Brother, Brother Steve gave me the time. So don't get mad at me. Thank you, Steve. Verse 21 of John 34. It says, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain, don't get called for the mountain, worship, nor in Jerusalem, don't get caught up in Jerusalem, worship the Father. Now, now, now that was Jesus said, all of us need to go to the mountain, all of us need to go to Jerusalem. Hello? But Jesus cleared the true worship of God. No one says here. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. In other words, Jesus said the promise of salvation is of the Jews. We've been told what to do. In other words, now, now when you study the exegesis of it, it's it telling us that the woman, understand, there was a, there, in the historicity of the text. The woman was worshiping in the wrong place. In the historicity of the text, the Jews was worshiping where God told them to worship until. <laughs> they worship until. 
Until when? Until Christ come back and make a change. So, so, so now, now Jesus is telling now, now, now watch this, listen, listen, where are we going to work? It says, but the hour coming. <laughs> let me let me let me scoop over a little bit. I will come and then not is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. It is the, the, the church is not the building, it's not the location, it is whoa, help me somebody ought to help me up here. It is our faith. The word church comes from the Greek word ekosia, which means called out. We are called out of darkness into the marvelous light. So we worship. Should we come together? Yes. Should we have a building? Yes. But the true worshiper, notice what it means the further. It says, God is a spirit. You know what? Get it right, y'all. Don't get caught up into. It. You can't put God in mountain. You can't put him in Jerusalem. You can't put him uh, just on uh, uh, 319 or 19 North. You can't put him on Tower Street. You can't put him. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hello? Can I get a witness? And the moment said, we, we, we understand that the Messiah coming. <laughs> we know the Messiah is coming. Which is called Christ. Not Mount Moriah. Not St. Mary. Not St. Luke. Not none of those. We ain't saint enough. The church has uh, is the body of Christ. Listen, y'all. Quit arguing. Straining at a net. Straining out a net. And then you swallow a camel. Straining at a net. And you're not even worshiping God in spirit and in truth. The church name, Jesus ain't my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's not yours, it's not mine. It's called, uh, in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, it's called the church of God, the church of our Lord. In First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, it's called the body of Christ. In First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, it's called the house of God. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 13, it's called the church of God. In Hebrews 12, 23, it's called the church of the firstborn, the kingdom, the, the churches of Christ, Romans 16, 16, the building, the flock. Hello? What are we arguing about? The true worshipers, let, let, me, let, me, let me show it to you. Jesus said, now, turn to Matthew now, chapter 7. Let me wrap this up. Let me show you. Uh, y'all ready for this? Don't, don't get, don't get, don't, just hold on now. We're going to look at the golden rules for worship. The four golden rules of worship is found in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus himself gave it. Matthew chapter 7. Listen, listen. Call somebody and tell them to write this down now. The four golden rules of worship is found in Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to start reading at verse 12. It says, therefore, all things whatsoever, 
we would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. In other words, if I'm lost, I want somebody to love me enough to say, Brother Phillips, to call me up and say, Brother Phillips, you lost. Okay? Let's talk about it. Quit. Quit. Uh, Jesus, Paul said, uh, I, you all are, uh, I'm ashamed of y'all. You can't even come to say with yourself. He said, he said, I'm ashamed of you guys. You're arguing about all kinds of sorts of stuff in the church. Paul said, I'm really disappointed in you. What are you doing? Okay, okay. Now, the four, four golden rules. The first one is found in Matthew chapter 7 and uh, verse number 13 and 14 is the gate of spiritual worship. The gate of spiritual worship. <laughs> it's not in the mountain. It's not in Jerusalem. It is mine. This is what, this is what the Bible says here. The Bible says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction. Many that be that go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Why? Because they're too busy arguing about should we worship in the mountain, or should we worship in the valley, or should we worship in Jerusalem? And 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 and, the, and what Jesus is teaching us, the golden rule is: don't get caught in what everybody else is doing. Don't get caught up into verse verse thirteen and fourteen is teaching us: don't get caught up into what everybody else is doing. Keep the word, brother Philip. Let the Bible speak. And then the second uh, golden rule Jesus gave us: he, he, he talked about. Um, uh, False prophets. So, in other words, he says he talked about false prophets. We, 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 he, he warned us. He says, "Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing, but then will they they are ravishing wolves. Ye shall know them how by their fruits." And that, that's how you know a joker. You know a joker by their fruit. What, 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 what are they producing? If you always arguing, pushing, and yada yada, I got that. What's wrong with you? Because you're not trying, you're not trying to live the life that and, and serve God's people. Look at Jesus. Jesus was confronted with the Pharisees, and don't you know he couldn't stand them? He called them fools. He called them scorpions, and every time he turned around, they were always on the law. That's why they killed Jesus. The true worshipers are those that worship God in spirit and in truth. Okay, okay. It says, you do, you shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes or thorns or grapes or thistles? Uh, you always sticking and grabbing. What do you mean? You, you know the difference between a thorn bush and grapes, don't you? Even so, every good tree bringing forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. A a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Every tree that 
bring it forth good fruit is he uh, uh not good fruit rather is hewed down and cast in the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. What are you producing? You are you good fruit? Jesus uh disciples came back and said, Who Jesus talking is a woman? And you know you a, a prophet? Talking this woman? Who gave them food? They didn't they went to get meat and came back and saw Jesus and could criticize. Brothers, stop criticizing one another and talk to one another and love one another and comfort one another. Let's ensure one another. And then the next one is, uh, I never knew you. I never knew you. The golden rule is you need to understand now. You might never, ever, ever, ever been in Christ. It says in verse 21, it says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied thy name? And the name that many uh, wonderful works, and cast out demons, and in that name that many wonderful works. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But you need to understand this. And then when I profess unto them, I never knew you, that part of me and work iniquity. Why? Because they, they, Lord, Lord, all these, like, Lord, Lord, Jesus is good all the time, all the time, Jesus is good. And going straight to the lake. And then the last one, I got to stop. The last one is the two full foundation, the foundation. Now, understand this. One thing I like about this text is that everybody, not everybody, everybody goes through the same problem. And then in verse Number 24, therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which build his house upon a rock, on truth. And the rain descended for it came, and the wind blew and beat upon the house, upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Now, now in other words, folks quit arguing about this simple stuff, because if it's, if it's not the Lord... It's going to fall. You remember when uh, the disciples came to Jesus, Jesus, there's somebody over there talking noise like us. You leave him alone. Wait, why are you bothering him? If it's not any good, it's going to come to naught. You remember Gamaliel warning to the, some of the disciples? Y'all, y'all, hey, 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 hey. Y'all remember that the other folks that did that. Leave him alone. Amen. It's turning naught. It says, and everyone that hear what he says of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And Jesus said, it came to pass. When Jesus ended these sayings, notice what people said, and the people was astonished at his doctrine. You, you, you just teach the doctrine, and not, not you. Quit, quit trying to show off. We know you know a couple of big words. Quit trying to show off. But he that taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. We need to be humble. The true worshipers of those that are humble, that seek Jesus Christ, that stick with the Bible, that preach the word of God, and quit looking for all these little problems, should we have one cup in the communion or two cups? I don't mind one cup as long as my family drink first. That's fine. 
Y'all want the one cup? Okay. But Erickson, my, I'm first, my wife, then my family, then y'all can drink. And eat after that. Uh, uh, well, we shouldn't have a fellowship hall. Really? If they had the church, if they worship in their homes in biblical days, I bet that should be enough right there. I, 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 one thing you don't argue about, you don't argue about a restroom in the church building because the restroom is coming from the kitchen. You don't go to the restroom because you've been to the kitchen. The true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I'm your speaker, Brother Clay Phillips. I thank Brother Steve for giving me a little more time on this evening. And I hope and pray I said something to encourage you. Now, if you want to argue first with me, uh, just call me and uh, I'll listen to you argue first. And then we'll hang up and then we'll keep worshiping and serving the Lord. May God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning into our radio broadcast this evening. We appreciate those who are following our radio show on Blog Talk Radio as well as on social media, Facebook Live. I want to thank my co-host Clay Phillips uh, for his blessings, his subject uh, on this evening, a true worshiper. And I gave Brother Clay the floor tonight, and he took that ball and ran with it. And I certainly appreciate his efforts on the show tonight. We did not have our shout-out question due to some technical issues I was having and we uh, only had one speaker that's scheduled for tonight's broadcast. And I just want to thank you all for your love and support for this program. We're just having a great time every week on this show and all the shows we're producing here on the Stevie B's Media Production. We certainly appreciate all the love and support that we're getting for these broadcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot deny what you hear on this program on a Thursday night. My co-hosts are doing an outstanding job each week making their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And I don't take any of this for granted. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just thrilled baby, to bring you a weekly broadcast. And it is our prayer that the lessons that were given on this radio show have been beneficial to your spiritual lives. And your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in to this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and I want to say on behalf of all of my co-hosts here on the Gospel Light Radio Show, we really do appreciate your love and support for this radio program. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. God's hand is amazing. Wipe your weeping eyes. Amazing. Amazing. Heal your body. 
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You've been listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show, episode 264. Obstacle after obstacle seems to happen in spectacular fashion. I'm grasping for a grip that my faith won't slip. As I travel on this spiritual road trip Up and down I go Where I stop, nobody knows But God, he holds the future Whole wide world in his hands My plans are not his plans, yeah He will make a way out of no way He's the same today as yesterday Control everything and supply. 
satisfies my every need. Simple words restore life and peace. When God Almighty speaks, something he'll make way out of no way. If he did it before, I know I'll surely do it again right now You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.